You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It's time for the Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know. You might actually learn something. Howdy, and welcome to the fourth episode of the 2019 Dragon Con Con Report. There's a little more than 120 days until Dragon Con. Yeah, I say that with a... I, I, I can't believe it. I still can't believe it's happening this fast. Um, I'm your host, Mike Gordon. I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our station crew, starting, of course, with director Mike Faber. I am ready for it. Let's bring it on. Dragon no, no, Con. No, no, no. We got to wait a little bit. We got to get some more shows in. We got to. Oh, oh gotta... I was ready for the con now. Come on, let's go. No, 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 no. Don't I got all my topics on my things I want to talk about at the con. With all the, the app's panels. not even out yet, dude. So I, I know, but I've got already three gallons <laughs> of apple pie waiting to go. So it's that's good. true. That's true. It's never too early to start in on that. Mm, oh, no. Hi. Yes. yes. Just <laughs> just think of how aged it will be by the time the con actually gets here. Yeah, and how aged I'm going to be by the time the con gets here. That's what I'm worried about. Um, <laughs> you just heard Darren Noel is here. Hi. I Howdy, pie. sir. Is there pie? I was told there was pie. <laughs> There's always pie. Yay. I like pie. And Mary <laughs> Lou is back this month. Hi. Hi, guys. I'm glad Howdy. A little, a little older and wiser. A little bit, a little bit, another year older, yeah. <laughs> well, happy belated birthday to you. Oh, thank you so much. She's a lovely 25 now. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's really sweet. <laughs> you, owe me a, you owe me a check, Mary Lou. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how have you been? Oh, I'm doing okay. I've been I've been kind of sick, so um, if oh. you can hear in my voice, but um, I'm I'm nearing the end, so hopefully hopefully better soon. Yeah. Yeah, I still have a lingering uh, some sort of cold or upper respiratory thing as well. It, it just won't leave this house. So yeah, um, um, I didn't know this, but you can give yourself pneumonia by choking on soda. So what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Like if you're like drinking water or or whatever, and like kind of goes down the wrong way. Oh yeah, yeah. If you don't if you don't get it all out, you can get pneumonia. Wow. Did did that happen to you? That's what happened to me. Goodness gracious. So did you have walking pneumonia or just straight out? Uh, okay. Well, full disclosure, I was never actually diagnosed with pneumonia, but uh, I did go to the doctor early on and she was like, well, it definitely could be that, um, I don't hear enough in your lungs to feel like we need to do an x-ray right now, but if it gets worse, you can come back. And so it got worse and like doctors are expensive. So I didn't go back. Uh, but now it's getting better. So if you can believe WebMD and my doctor's kind of opinion. Uh, I think that's what it, what happened. I don't think it was like a bacterial infection or anything like that. Pneumonia just means liquid in the lungs. Yeah. So I, I think I'm pretty sure it's what happened, although I'm not a medical professional. 
But she plays one on TV. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, on the podcast, Mike. On the podcast. It's not TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know for sure, but, um, uh, you know, according to Google, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, Google, do I have pneumonia? <laughs> we, we hey, are... Alexa, prescribe me some, some Z-Packs, would you please? <laughs> please. I need some, need some antibiotics. I can't do that, Dave. Well, now what? I feel even luckier that we have you with us. Oh, thank you. Me too. It's been like hard to talk. I've been hacking up a lung so much. I'm, my voice like tried to go away, and uh, you know that's not fun for an extrovert like me. So <laughs> I need that voice to bother people with. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we also have with us Kevin Batchelder because we're going to do some newbie chat a little bit later on in the show, and we have someone joining us who will be attending Dragon Con for the very first time, and she's got questions, folks. So uh, it should be fun to talk to her. And we have cosplayer Sybil from White Knight Cosplay with us later in the show. We are a proud member of the ESO Network. Be sure to check out the Amazon link at the top of the ESOnetwork.com site. It doesn't cost you any more to purchase your stuff, and it really does help us out a lot. Uh, we also have a Public store filled with all kinds of cool designs. There's a link for that on the ESO Network page as well. And ESO Network now has a Patreon page. Right, Mike? It does. It does. And you know what's really great about the Patreon is when you join the Patreon, you get to hear us earlier than most normal people would. We would almost come right to your house and talk to you about Dragon Cup. That's right. We would come individually and we'd just sit around, chat, drink some apple pie. But, you know, we thought even better, why not give you the show 48 hours before the rest of the world? That's right. You can have for if you subscribe, no matter what level of our Patreon, you get any of the Dragon Con report, you get Earth Station One, and you also get Earth Station Who early. And that's just a bon a little bit of a bonus. You also get special material, and you're gonna be getting soon, very, very soon. Uh we're gonna be redoing our levels a little bit, but you're gonna be if you know, depending what you set at, you might get ESO network t shirts, maybe a chance at sitting in the geek seat or ESO Network window stickers even. So pretty cool stuff coming your way. And that's all through our Patreon, which is just patreon.com slash ESO Network. Yeah, it's all our way of saying thank you for your support. We really appreciate it. Exactly. Can I make another announcement, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. We Direct your favor. We actually are very, very proud to announce that because of the high demand we've been getting for the Dragon Con report, we have spun it off into its own feed. That's right, folks. Now you can subscribe solely to the DragonCon report on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you can find find podcasts. And you know you can listen on your phone, on your you know mobile device, or even we're trying to get up on Alexa. Even so, you'll be able to go, "Hey Alexa, I want to listen to the DragonCon report." You'll be able to. So I think that's pretty awesome. That's not there yet, but we are on all other medias. So pretty cool. You could tell ask Siri to listen to us. So wow. Siri has one up on Alexa. I guess so. That's uh, that's almost surreal, actually. Darren, mm-hmm. does that mean we're popular? Uh, we're popular. <laughs> so very popular. <laughs> so, that's as much as I can do without us having to pay. And the one cool thing is, and this is pretty cool with us being popular and everything, uh, of course, that you can go back now and listen to shows as far back as 2014. Oh, my God. 
So, you know, we've been doing this a while. That's like yeah, ages we, ago. It yeah. is. So that's, you know, that's five seasons of Dragon Con right there. You know, Mary, five, Mary Lou Dragon was Con. only 11 back then. Exactly. <laughs> that's when she used to ask us, what does alcohol taste like? <laughs> oh my God, listen. Like Benadryl, but better. <laughs> I actually hung out with some 21 year olds over the weekend and it was surreal. <laughs> this is totally off off topic. I went to a wedding once and there the the younger person who got married, all their friends were like, let's play a drinking game. And all the others of us were Dragon Con vets. We're all like, we don't need a game to drink. We're good. Thanks. We're here, just going to drink here, now. Here, <laughs> Watch here, this. Take a quarter. Go. See ya. Have some pie. Exactly. If you want to play a drinking game, just listen to the Dragon Con report. You'll be drunk within 15 minutes. <laughs> There's a segue. <laughs> soon. Uh, if you would like to leave feedback or comment on the show, or even if you've got some, you know, something you'd like us to diagnose for you, uh, please call our <laughs> feedback line at 404-963-9057. Remember, local charges do apply or may apply, um, or feel free to email us at dragonconreport at esonetwork.com. We have been getting uh, some emails from dragonconreport at, uh, at esonetwork.com, so I appreciate those. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think we I don't have anything to read this week, but uh, hopefully next month we will have some uh, comments to read to y'all. You know, um, but if you do have questions for the newbies, we will, you know, we could read them in future shows. Absolutely. Absolutely. We always take like taking questions. We do. So it doesn't, you don't have to just wait for the newbie episode to send us newbie questions. Uh, you can ask us any question anytime. And yes, I realize how loaded, uh, that gun may be, but, uh, uh, I hope someone pulls the trigger. Um, so, uh, usually we get started with some news, but really since the last, the last episode that we did, there's not really a lot of news uh, for, that's Dragon Con related. I think the only thing that's happened is that uh, I believe that uh, the Georgia Aquarium, uh, the tickets for Night at Georgia Aquarium went on sale. I believe that went on sale somewhere uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, uh, April 9th, I think, or so. So I believe there's still tickets. Now, those things go fast, so I'm kind of surprised there's still tickets left for that. So um, uh, it, they do sell out bef- way before the actual event. So if you are interested in seeing A Night at Georgia Aquarium, uh, that's going to be August 31st. Uh, go to dragoncon.com or you can go to the DragonCon Facebook page and uh, they will uh, direct you accordingly because, uh, yeah, if you, you don't want to miss out on that. Uh, has anybody done that here? Nope. Okay. So uh, I've not been. No. <laughs> I just wondering. Um, it's pretty. It sells out pretty fast. So I, I actually don't. I've only known like I think a couple people that have been able to get in and do it. Um, it's great, especially if you're really into uh, cosplay. And there's a lot of different places that you can get really nice costume shots. Uh, I've always wanted to go. It just like never worked out. Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm always like working for part of the day, or like we have cosplay plans, or you and know, it's you Saturday night. Enough of is... your friends to go with you because Saturday night's a big night at Dragon Con. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a huge night. Yep. You know, if it were a Thursday or something, you know, it might be more. Well, like Wednesday's a huge so. night now. 
<laughs> they're all big nights now. They are. A week from Monday is also, you know. So, so, uh, so that's it for the news. Um, but there are some guest announcements. So without further ado, Mike and Mary. All right. You've had a couple weeks to have your liver heal up a little bit. So <laughs> let's get started. <laughs> exactly. Uh, truthfully, as Mike said, there hasn't been a lot of guests announced just as there hasn't been a lot of news. So this could be actually be fairly quick. So Mary, we'll start at the bottom of the list. I'll let ladies go first. All right, here we go. Kyle Starks has the longest, wait, hold on. What is this? Who edited this? <laughs> the, 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 these people write it themselves or they have really bad people writing it for it. I always, I always, that's me. I'm not going to say that. Okay. Here we go. Dun, dun. Take two. Take two. It's like, give me a Coke. They've already taken their whole shot. Give them a second to repour. <laughs> is that with or without rum? Excuse me? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, of course. Is it's that a question? <laughs> exactly. Sorry. My bad. Gee, Mike. Okay. Kyle Starks is the longest tenured writer and occasional artist of Oni Express's Rick and Morty. He's well known for his action comedies like Kill Them All and his two Eisner-nominated books, Sex Castle and Rock Candy Mountain, both from Image Comics. Carrie Nord is the award-winning artist of comic books and graphic novels such as Daredevil, X-Men, and Conan the Barbarian. Throughout his career, Kerry has drawn visually every major character in comics, having worked on Superman, Wolverine, Mutant X, Ghost Rider, Spider-Man, Thor, and Star Wars. Jeff Burns is the creator of superhero comedy series Super Knocked Up and host of improv comedy show Super Geeked Up Live, which he performs at cons across America. Richard Case has been illustrating comics for more than 30 years. His run on Doom Patrol inspired much of the new TV series for DC Comics. He also has worked on Sandman, Preacher, and Shade the Changing Man, as well as runs on Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and Batman 66. Dino Andrade is Speedy Gonzalez in New Looney Tunes, Mechatork, Futricide, and Mimiron in World of Warcraft, plus the Scarecrow in Arkham Asylum. Other credits include Star Trek Online, Prey, Dishonored 2, D&D Neverwinter, Brutal Legend, and Call of Duty. Chrissy Zolo has created comic book covers for Star Wars, Forces of Destiny, Hackslash vs. Vampirella, Josie and the Pussycats, Vampirella, Life with Archie, and Vertigo's Fables, the Wolf Among Us series. Andy Runton is the creator of Breakout All Ages series of, of graphic novels, Owly, starring an owl who's always searching for new friends. Relying on a mixture of symbols and expressions to tell his silent stories, Runton's heartwarming style has made him a favorite of both fans and critics alike. Jacob Roochmount is a comic book writer and researcher and is a member of Marvel's official handbook of the Marvel Universe's writing team. Monkey Minion Express. Dane Alt is the artist behind Monkey Minion Press. With his wife, Ashley, he's published 16 books. Their newest kids book about space, ham and cheese guide to the solar system is being released this year. Jay Novella is a skeptic, activist, a science popularizer, co-author of the national bestseller, The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, and co-host of the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe podcast. 
Dr. Aaron McDonald is an astrophysicist, science fiction consultant, aerospace engineer, and host of the online series, Dr. Aaron Explains the Universe. Her specialty is general relativity in ti- in spa- and space-time in science fiction. Greg Keyes is the author of 28 science fiction and fantasy novels, including The Age of Unreason, Quartet of Kingdoms of the Throne and Bone, and he has also written for Star Wars, Planet of the Apes, Pacific Rim, Babylon 5, The Elder Scrolls, and other media-related works. John Hudgens is an award-winning filmmaker, animator, and artist who has directed several documentaries and short films. His work on, on properties includes Babylon 5, Crimson Skies, Mech Warrior, and Star Wars. Will Harris is a paleontologist, educator, and host of the Common Decent Podcast, where he applies his experience as a fossil hunter, researcher, and educator of entertaining and educational discussions. Oh, heck, who's next? Oh, this guy? Uh, (laughs) Hold on. One, two, three. Howdy. Michael Gordon is a writer, publisher, and podcaster. His creator-owned comic, Tiki Zombie, has been running for over five years. He has also written a variety of other books that can be found at newlegendproductions.com. Michael can also be heard saying, howdy, howdy. on the weekly Earth Station <laughs> One podcast. I, um, I, I, I thought we made that announcement last time, but I guess not. So. Nope. Congratulations. That's what sir. happens when you're on the podcast. You get to get read twice. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, oh no, I, I read him more than twice. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I hear him at least twice a week. It's always cool being once I'm on the website. That's how I know. So that's always cool. Andrew E.C. Galska is an author, designer, game writer, and graphic novelist. Is he's also the senior development editor at Lion Forge Comics and a freelance consultant to 20th Century Fox on POTA, Alien, and Predator. Peter Captain Cutler works as a free, freelance artist and cartoonist for comics, t-shirts, video games, movie concept designs, and book illustrations for the last 30 years. He's been penciling and inking comic books like Hero Cats, The Might Mites, and Tiki Zombie with Mike Gordon. Hey, congratulations, congratulations, Peter. Peter. Evan Bernstein is the co-host of the podcast, The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, and co-author of SGTU, How to Know What Really Real in a World of Increasingly Full of Fake. Whew. (laughs) Brian Herring is perhaps best known for his performance as BB-8 in Star Wars The Force Awakens, as well as his work in Doctor Who, The Muppets, Hellboy 2, Prometheus, and The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and much more. This guy I want to meet. It's Robert England. Actor, voice actor, singer, and director, best known for playing the infamous serial killer Freddy Krueger in the Nightmare on Elm Street film series and its seven sequels. Since 1973, Robert has appeared in over 75 feature films and starred in four TV series. That's pretty awesome. Dave Chapman is best known for his role as one of the two puppeteers behind BB-8 in Star Wars. He has performed in Muppet Treasure Island, Muppets Most Wanted, and 101 Dalmatians. In 2011, he was an assistant puppeteer for Animal during an appearance on The X Factor. AJ Locasio is best known as Prince Lotar in DreamWorks smash hit Voltron Legendary Defender Marty McFly in Back to the Future, The Game. Thunk Crude in DreamWorks series Dawn of the Crudes and Han Solo in Star Wars Forces of Destiny. 
Josh Keaton is perhaps best known for his work on Hercules, General Hospital, and Green Lantern, the animated series. He also voiced Spider-Man in the Spectacular Spider-Man animated series. Recently, he stepped into the role of Shiro in the hit DreamWorks series, Legendary Voltron Legendary Defender, which is out now on Netflix. Kimberly Brooks' voiceover roles have included Dexter's Laboratory, Muka Lucha, What's New Scooby-Doo, Steven Universe, Voltron Legendary Defender, Doc McStuffins, Ozzy and Drix, Static Shock, Phineas and Ferv, Ben 10 Ultimate Alien, Powerpuff Girls, Chowder, Winx Club, Shrunken School, Danny Phantom, Rugrats, and Fairly Odd Parents, just to name a few. And that is the list. So not too much of a buzz tonight. We did fairly decent. Yeah, well, it was a short list. Yeah, but we drink anyway. (laughs) That's true. That's because we can. <laughs> we don't because need a we game. Can. We don't need a game. Exactly. That's the lesson tonight, kids. <laughs> well, uh, now it's time to go to our main topic. By the way, thank you, Mike and Mary, for running through that list. Appreciate it. And Mary uh, definitely gets an award because you could hear her voice was coming in and out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. Thank you. Um, and yeah, now it's time to to discuss the main topic. And now joining us, we have uh, with us um, a couple people, and um, this is going to be a chat uh, inspired by the DragonCon Newbies group. Uh, we did something last year where we sort of got some questions from the Newbies group on Facebook, as well as uh, some that some people had emailed us, messaged us. And this time, we thought it would be really cool to have actually somebody on the show that had never been to DragonCon and uh, had some questions. So we've got someone here with us. Uh, but before we introduce her, I have to introduce, reintroduce, actually, this year, uh, our go-to guy when it comes to DragonCon Newbies, and that is Kevin Batchelder. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be back with you folks. Always a blast talking. Yeah. How you been? How's things going? You're all set for Dragon Con? You're such a funny guy. (laughs) (laughs) You you, you know, I mean, you know, you don't have us to worry about as far as, you know, uh, being on the show and preparing. So that must free up some time, right? (laughs) Yeah. But see, the good thing uh, with uh, doing them regularly last year was, each month was like, oh, we still have four months. Oh, we still have three months. And then it was yeah. like, oh, my goodness. It's, it's very months. deceptive. It really yeah. is. <laughs> and, and this year has been just flying by. Uh, I, I cannot believe we're almost in May. Um, that by the time people listen to this, it will be May. It just shocks me. So. Yeah. Um, but very cool. Well, in addition, I'm glad you're here because we actually have someone here who is coming to Dragon Con for the first time this year. Uh, let's everybody, I'm um, in- introduced to Elisa. Hey, hi. Howdy. Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, all right. So I'm, I'm originally from the States and moved over to New Zealand about seven years ago. Um, we lived in a lot of different places, including the Pacific Northwest, and took my son at the age of five to his first con at PAX. And we have been very keen to get back there and do another con. And this one just had the perfect timing and looked like... It was going to be amazing, so we we put it into our plans. Awesome! And so, so you're coming to Dragon Con with um, with with just you and, and and how many kids? So two two kids. Although one is is 
conceivably an adult. Um, so that will be my <laughs> my 19 year old daughter, <laughs> and uh, my my 15 year old son. So coming with teenagers. Um, although my 19, 18, almost 19 year old does live on her own. So uh, I suppose I can call her an adult, sort of. Tell me a little bit about the decision, like why Dragon Con? Why, why was it Dragon Con? What stood out about Dragon Con for you that uh, you want to make this trek to, uh, to come to this show? Yeah, so we had been looking to come back for a big con. There are, there are cons here in New Zealand. The one that we have here is called Armageddon, and it is great. It's, it's small, but, but small is not necessarily a, a bad thing. It, we are able to get into a lot of the lines and things and see people. But we really wanted that, that sort of bigger con experience. And as I started to look around, um, we, we thought about going back to, to PAX. But there, as I started researching, I, I saw that DragonCon was fan-led, and, and that was a huge draw to me. And also that there are so many people that are passionate about so many different types of fandom that that, that was a, a definite draw for us as well. Cool, cool. Well, you're not going to get any argument from any of us. We love DragonCon. <laughs> <laughs> we are so excited. So, so you've come to the right place. Um, so, if you have, um, you know, since it's your first time, I'm sure you have uh, some questions. Uh, we will do what we can to uh, to answer those to the best of our abilities. Um, so, yeah, what what do you want to know about uh, about DragonCon? Yeah, so I have a, a few. Um, the the first question is one I, I brought up in. Uh, when I messaged, which is uh, bringing in a 15 and 19 year old, what things are there to do after hours uh, for that age group? Cause you know, they, they're not necessarily, well, I'm hoping they are not going to a rave. Um, but so what are the activities that are there? Not necessarily for children, but for not quite 21. Well, um, I, I don't have uh I don't have any children myself, so um, I, I, I. But uh, but I can tell you that you know DragonCon is you know twenty four seven. So there's something going on all the time. I I don't know if there's any particular um, you know underage programming. Um, there yeah. is. Okay. Yep. Um, there's definitely underage programming that is open to all ages that go go all night and depending what you know your kids are into you know there's uh gaming all that goes literally from the beginning of the con on thursday till the end of the day on monday and it doesn't stop and that's over at the america smart and you know so there's okay oh yeah and there's all kinds of different games there's board games there's video games there's uh computer games there's larping you know all the awful role-playing you know it's pretty darn awesome and my son is into all that kind of stuff there's live music all through the night also that's open to all ages especially like through the filk track they have concerts set up and that's open to all ages also and then there's video rooms where they show movies and tv shows and such but yeah and then there's stuff that's open to 18 plus that is is open okay. to you know that's you know alcohol is not involved and it might be a little bit more mature but it's not nudity or stuff like that either but there might be foul language or depends where you're comfortable with and you know do that so yeah. 
because yeah, I have that, I have a son. That yeah, I have a son perfect. who is going to be is nineteen. He's going to be twenty this year, but he's been going to Dragon Con with me since he was four. So, so oh, wow. go ahead. One of yeah, one of the things I would say to go a little bit further on what Mike is talking about is that, especially if you've been to other conventions, the thing that will set Dragon Con apart. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, a being fan run, so it's it's very comfortable uh, in that sense. You're not looking or worrying, not so much worrying about. You're not seeing, you know, corporate type things that are obviously pushing a certain agenda or, you know, uh, things that they want people to look at. It's fan run, so there's going to be a lot you can dive into. With 35 or so programming tracks, um, it's not like a lot of other cons where you can look and there's three or four things to pick from, maybe at a certain time of day or night. With 35 plus tracks, there are, could be 35 different things going on. So a lot of what they can do is going to be driven by what they're interested in, uh, be it topics or whatever, along with events like potentially music or parties or things like that. A lot of it will be driven by what they might have an interest in, be it TV or movies or so forth. So uh, a little prep ahead of time, uh, both for you and maybe a little bit for them, uh, you know, this comes from a lot of the great resources on Facebook, the different groups uh, might help out because they might find out this uh, a certain programming track. I don't know, maybe a certain book series of movies or TV shows where they're going to be just ecstatic to see what that track is doing. That'll probably help a lot more than trying to wait until the day of to figure out. Exactly. What you're do. Also get the yeah. app, you know, as soon as it's available. Cause that way you could start planning uh, once they get the schedule up there, you'll be able to literally personalize it for yourself and you can, you know, you, and you could even then share f- friends with, so you'll be able to see what your kids have planned and you'll be able to see what they, what they're going to be doing. So as a mom or a dad, <laughs> you can go, Hey, I'm not so sure about that or whatever, you know? So, or, or in order to find well, exactly, <laughs> exactly, and that's the great thing about the app. Also, it has a full map of all the different hotels, so you'll be able to see where it is. Um, one of the great things about Kevin's organization is on Thursday they do newbie tours, also, and so they t- so they walk you through all the different hotels and they point it out, and it's a great thing. And then they also have all the directors of the newbies. Uh, sitting up on a table in this big ballroom and they take questions from newbies and it's always packed. Great. So how does one go about getting onto the newbies tour? Do you have to pre sign up for that or is it something that you can join on the day? We, we will be arriving um, on early Thursday morning. So, so we'll yeah, be there from overnight. Yep. You don't have to sign up in advance. Um, what we do is uh, the, the newbie group uh, is is not an official part of con, but a great example of what makes the con great in that uh, myself and a few other folks have been organizing. Uh, we've got a Facebook group with about 3,000, maybe up to 4,000 now members um, where all newbie questions are welcome. So it runs 365 days a year. Uh, but then at the con, we started to do some things and the con was gracious enough to say this is, you know, the community supporting the community. So they now list our events uh, as part of the official schedule. But it's just a case of coming. Um, the newbie tours, it's not locked in yet, but I believe they'll be starting probably around 1 p.m. 
on Thursday. Okay. We run we run that event for several hours, two, three hours. Uh, and folks just come in and we have a bunch of awesome volunteers that Mike's included as one of them that'll um, do the tours for us. And we just send out small groups of 15 or 20 people every few minutes. Uh, and we take a, well, we don't take a full tour of all of the hotels because it's one topic we definitely want to talk to you about. Uh, the con does run events in five hotels that are very close to each other. So there can be a good amount of movement and walking, but we will point out directions to kind of get your bearings down on Hyatt hotels here, the Marriott's there and so forth. They just start to look in your guide. That's one of the biggest differences for folks who've been to other cons that are used to going to a, to my air quotes here, a convention center or a single hotel uh, yeah. with Dragon Con. There are five hotels. So part of what will be a challenge for any newbie is getting your bearings down. When you look into schedule, see something cool, figure out where it is and what's the easiest way to get to it. So that's where the tours can help a little bit is to get some bearings down before things get really crowded and really busy. Unless 80,000 of your closest But even by Thursday, there. we found last year, it was starting to get very crowded. And <laughs> I was wondering when this tours. was going to happen. So you just have to bring come with a lot of patience. Also, not to pat myself on the back or Darren, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> both him and I last year uh, did an updated uh, walking tour of Dragon Con, showing all the hotels, and we do go to all the hotels. Um, showing where they are, so like showing, also showing the food court at Peachtree Center, um, giving advice because between Darren and I, we've pretty much been going almost to every Dragon Con. So it's pretty amazing, you know, and we do the full walking tour. And yeah, then if you want to go into too. a little bit of history, we did one back in 2014 mm-hmm. also. So then you're talking, this is in video form, Mike, right? Oh, okay. So you could find it right up YouTube and just say, <laughs> look up uh, Dragon Con walking tour and you'll see our lovely smiling faces and you'll be scared for life. So it's okay. Awesome. Now that sounds perfect too. That's great. So uh, let's see. Another question I have, I was going to say this to the end, but I, I think I'd really like to hear from everyone. What is the one can't miss thing that you have on your list. <laughs> well, I, I, Not to wow. put you under pressure. I love this question. I love this question. <laughs> this is awesome. If you, yeah, if you don't mind, I'll jump in first. And everybody okay. out for thought. Um, again, because we, we run the newbie uh, group, and in our newbie group on Facebook, we do say that Every question is welcome. We realize every year it's a it's a slightly different group of folks that are in the group. You know, when folks are new to the con, they join the group, and there's a lot of us, both of the, you know, the folks here on the call and, and many other longtime attendees stay in the group and are there to answer questions. The reason I mention this is because this question, you know, what, what is what is the one event or what are the you know top five events um, that I you know definitely should do? Um, and very often it comes back to again, unlike a more traditional con with two or three things to choose from in a given evening schedule. Do the math, so to speak. 35 programming tracks, events running almost 24 hours a day. There are literally thousands of those events that you could choose from over the course of the whole weekend. The top five that Kevin might suggest might be radically different than what Mike says or Darren or Sally or Bob. You might not get any agreement if you get 20 Dragon Con goers together. Because there is so yep. much choice. So what's good for me 
you might not care about. And they're still all completely awesome and very popular <laughs> and lots to do. So it's tough to pick just a top couple. It, it, it's like getting a family to agree on what kind of pizza you <laughs> that's want. That's right. Well, that's why we want to, want to think, think of that chaos. <laughs> Tell me the different yeah. well, toppings. I probably would recommend <laughs> yeah. right off the top of my head, especially since it's your first year, is go to the parade. It's something it's okay, something unique awesome. to Dragon Con and it's Saturday morning. It's free to everybody. You don't even need a badge to go to the parade. And you usually get something like 130 to 140,000 people going to this parade because they close Peachtree Street and they line the streets. You're going to have to get out there probably close to 7.30 in the morning because the parade starts at 10. But people, since it's free, people come and flock to this. And it's just not geeky people. It's, you know, people, there's also, have to remember, there's also... Um, was it two football games going on that weekend at the uh, at the stadium? Yep. And so you have people yeah. in town for that, and so they come to the parade to find out what it's all about. And they even broadcast the parade on both Dragon Con TV and also on the CW network here in town. Oh, okay, that sounds great. So we're at the we're we're off property or off of the 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 five main hotels we're close by um is there any particular place that you should sit view is there a particularly good area or can we just go anywhere along the route Ooh, it's uh, i'm i don't usually i'm not usually awake for the parade <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i i, I, I skip the parade because yeah. the no, usually for the parade you'll see the you know the route on the app so you'll be able to see it and also probably on the newbies page and also on various facebook pages they'll have what the route is going to be this year and just find whatever's closest to your hotel and try to plant yourself and just be prepared to be squeezed in hey um this is mary lou sorry i'm joining late (laughs) um but as far as that goes my suggestion is as long as you're early enough it won't really matter where you are so getting there early is most important. Exactly. I agree completely. Sweet. It's probably going to just be me. I can't imagine <laughs> my kids getting up that early, but um, that's okay. Me and 80,000 of well, my closest friends. <laughs> you never know. They might they might get that Dragon Con adrenaline and decide sleep is for the uh, week, which a lot of us do. The week, in lieu of the parade as well, I also think, and this is not an event per se, but I would also suggest at some point, now granted, if you're not keen on crowds, you probably don't want to spend a lot of time there. But I think one of the things that, that's unique about Dragon Con is going through the Marriott um, and seeing, especially like um, towards the like tail end of the evening, like uh, somewhere like anytime after really, I think maybe six and on and on up. But that's the early part of the evening, Mike. I know, right. But still, that's, I mean, it starts to get crowded. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, morning. It's not 6 a.m., sir. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, morning, 6 p.m. on, it, it just like, there's just nothing like the crowd that's there in costume. And uh, you'll see all sorts of costumes, uh, <laughs> almost as many as you'll see in the parade, all in one area. And it's just, it's just phenomenal. It says it sort of has this sort of uh, like almost 
space station, like the space nine feel to it, just because it looks so alien. Uh, the architecture of the Marriott uh, adds to that effect, but also just everybody like there's just, there's literally like thousands of people, hundreds of people there. No, that's a good way to put it because a lot of times in the Marriott, you will see costumes that you will not see in the parade. You will see, and I don't mean the more adult costumes. I just mean some of the things are just so heavy and so bulky that, they have to be in the Marriott because they can't walk the parade route and such. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. So um, it gets heavier, uh, you know, like uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are are pretty, uh, that's pretty thick. So um, uh, I maybe Thursday, maybe Friday a little bit, but I mean, by Saturday, it's it's really crazy. And I'm not, I used to, uh, (laughs) I've been going there for 20 years and it used to be nice just to just sort of hang out there and people watch, but Mike, um, uh, I don't know what the term is for it, crowd phobia, um, has made it so that I can't spend a lot of time there now. <laughs> but it, I still like to go through there mm-hmm. at least once or twice, um, even though it's, 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 it's so crowded now. But still, I mean, it's just got this like Moss Eisley feel to it where you just don't know what you're going to see. And you're seeing all sorts of cosplayers and and fans of all kinds mingling and having a good time listening to music and and yes a lot of them are drinking uh but um it's just it's really cool and a lot of times you might even see some of the guests wandering through there also because they're just as interested in it as you are yeah, so true. it's kind of neat to see. Yeah, and, keep your you eyes know, peeled. <laughs> yeah. You never know what you're going to see. But that also gets into your your badge. Make sure you have your badge oh, with yes. you. Because oh, especially yes. after a certain time of day, <laughs> you will not be able to we get can... into any of the hotels without a badge. And they're getting very strict about it. Okay, so on on that note, um, carrying your badge, how, what's the best way to go about carrying the badge? Do you guys get a lanyard or something lanyard to that effect? Do, uh, pretty no. standard lanyard should should be uh, fine. Thank you. Um, I haven't heard of too many other too many people losing their badges, but uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, uh, it happens. It happens. <laughs> So, so you you get the lanyard, you attach your badge to the lanyard, and if you can find some zip yeah. ties, the, keep in mind too with them, the badges, yeah. that unlike some the lanyards, okay. they are not uh, barcoded or anything. No. So if you lose nope. that nope. badge for any reason, you're going to have to buy a new yeah. one. So it is very critical. That's why folks are saying get a very good lanyard and be very conscious of it, um, because whether it's lost or unfortunately eighty thousand people stolen. You're going to have to go back to registration and pay the full fee again. Um, and I don't, that. I don't think you are given a lanyard. Has that changed? So bring your own, or they do have them for sale. Yeah, the dealer's room has everything. Good for sale. Yeah, but good, good luck getting into the dealer's room. <laughs> <laughs> but the Dragon Con store, actually, which is in the basement of the Marriott, it. You know, a lot of times, you know, starting on Friday, they sell lanyards and it's cool to get a Dragon Con one, you know, because, you know, it, it goes with the memories. <laughs> We're excited. We're so excited. I can't stop talking about it, too. My family's about to kick me out. But um, so um, and that is a bummer. Alisa, so I understand it sounds like you've already got your hotel, which is awesome. 
You've already have you already got your membership ad? Um, your membership. Okay, awesome. Wow, she's more ahead than I am. <laughs> Instant. <laughs> is there anything in particular that you are looking forward to going to going there that you've read about or you've oh, seen? Yeah, the sing-alongs um, sound fun after a few drinks. Um, okay. <laughs> of course. Putting that out there. Uh, <laughs> That's how they happen. I think, you know, I think uh, the thing I'm probably looking forward to the most and the, the thing that I – I think about when I think about going there is that moment of walking into a place where being not particularly mainstream and having not particularly mainstream kids is a sense of finding your people. And I think that is what I'm most looking forward to. And then, um, yeah, then exploring. Uh, I mean, there's so many different areas. I don't know that I'm going to be able to decide or that my kids will be able to decide. And we're probably going in three different directions. Yeah. Now, do keep in mind, and, and this is what I mentioned earlier, I would highly recommend since we still have several months, go to the DragonCon website, dragoncon.org. Under the What to Do link is a listing of the fan tracks. Those are the 35 different programming tracks urban fantasy, military sci-fi, literature, and so forth, start to take a look there. There are probably going to be ones each of you are going to go, huh, that's kind of up my alley. And almost all of those different tracks, again, this is a fan-run convention. Each of those tracks is run by a track director who, like almost everyone at the con, is a volunteer. And they likely have a Facebook group or a Facebook page where folks who are fans of that track are already talking about what's coming up. So if you want to start to get a feel for what might be coming, maybe start chatting with other people who have the same interest as you, potentially making a friend well ahead of the con, you'll find that's a great way to start to get in the mindset and be able to get some information that you might find helpful uh, because of that. We all here, and, and many of the folks who are listening to the podcast, just love Dragon Con, but it is, for newbies, it is going to be sensory overload. Uh, there is going to be so much good stuff going on. There's going to be so many amazing costumes. And like you just said, same thing happened for me 15 or so years ago when I came for the first time. I almost instantly knew I had found my family and would be coming back year after year. So you'll, you'll feel very comfortable there. But it's also going to be very much like the kid on Christmas morning. There's going to be so many presents to unwrap. You're going to want to unwrap them all <laughs> right away. And you can't. So... There will be a little bit of having to manage yourself and your time. Uh, a couple of quick tips to, to be thinking about already is, again, with five hotels, Atlanta in the late summer is very hot and humid. You're going to do a lot of walking, a lot of standing. Make sure you got some comfortable shoes. Make sure you're uh, going to have your uh, water or whatever to be well hydrated. And if you're not in the best shape, as many of us aren't, you might want to start doing some walking a few months ahead to get yourself paced out because you're probably going to want to be going in a hundred directions and over the course of the convention, you'll physically burn yourself out by Saturday afternoon if you're not ready to pace yourself. Oh, we're definitely getting ready. <laughs> we're in training. <laughs> do you uh, do you do you guys participate um, in any cost? Do you guys do costuming uh, at conventions? Are you are you trying to do yeah. some of that? When you're here? 
Well, we, we're debating. So we, we do, um, which is a lot easier to, to throw in a car and drive sure, a place, sure. but a lot different to put into a suitcase <laughs> on an international Absolutely. flight. So, so we, I think between us, we'll probably have a, a, a handful of costumes, nothing too extravagant. Um, we're still debating. We're still debating that. My daughter and I can wear the same thing. So we've thought about getting things and then flip-flopping on a day. Um, and then my son's like, I'm just going to be gaming. Uh, I don't need, I don't need a costume. So <laughs> Sounds like my son. Yes, he does. He needs cargo shorts and a black t-shirt. The that's shorts. Yeah. That's yeah. the gamer's costume. Mm-hmm. No, and you just keep in mind, you know, hydrate, 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 hydrate. It is so easy to get dehydrated, and we've seen it multiple times. All of us have, and you know, just make sure you have like a bottle, like a bottle of water with you, or you know, and something that's refillable, because all the different ballrooms have uh, water stations. Even the vendors' rooms and such have water stations for you to refill for free. So, and it's constantly changed out. So. It's not like it's stale water or anything. There's enough people there that will, you know, that they go through it pretty quickly. And, you know, there's plenty of restaurants, but they're a walk. It's not, you know, there's some in each hotel. There's like coffee shops or there's snack bars and stuff, but those are expensive. You know, you know, you have to walk a little bit to find cheaper yeah, food. And if you're, especially if you're staying not at one of the official hotels, um, Hopefully you're planning ahead with some maybe backpacks or something light that you can easily carry with you. And, and yeah, some of those snacks and waters, um, you know, energy bars, something, because the same thing that's happened, the con events start, you know, officially in the schedule at, at like 10 AM, you know, events run for an hour, panels and so forth. Unless you're Joe Crow. Yeah, and Joe's track, American <laughs> Classics earlier. But the idea is events run for an hour and then there's 30 minutes between them before the next event. And those will run well past midnight. So, again, a little bit like that kid in a candy store. We've seen it. All of us have that have gone to con. You get so excited, you just keep go, 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 and you don't eat. You don't hydrate. And we have seen people literally pass out or you can tell someone is in distress, not because, you know, maybe they, you know, they've had too much to drink. They just literally are so excited to do all this fun stuff. They don't stop to take care of themselves. So try to build in a little downtime in there, you know, a little sit back and, uh, maybe grab a sandwich or go over to the food court or maybe, as Mike said, take a little bit of a walk to one of the you know, true sit-down restaurants because you are going to need to – if you're going to get the most out of it, you're going to want to plan a little bit so that you can do that uh, so you don't burn yourself out. Absolutely. Oh, all good tips. I'm writing them down. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of burning <laughs> people out, I, I don't want to burn her out before she even gets a chance to to get to the convention. Um, any other questions that you might have that uh, that we can answer right away? Or uh, I have just a, a kind of a boring mom type question, which is around safety. So is there anything that you'd have tips on in terms of like personal safety? Cause we're, like I said, we're away uh, a little ways away, not a couple blocks, I think outside of the, the hotel area. So walking back and forth. Um, I would recommend truthfully at night, even though if it's just a few blocks away, Uber it. Uber. Okay. Yeah, Uber or Lyft, it's going to be your come your best friend. 
Yeah, I I probably wouldn't go more than like three or four blocks, maybe. And in a in a group, you're. I mean, chances are you're going to be fine. But there's yeah. a lot no, of Ubers not around. At all. And it but won't just be also remember, expensive. Dragon Con is in the middle of a big city. Yes, there's a very nice police presence, but you also are in the middle of a big city. You still have homeless. You still have people who are coming in from the colleges and for different events and stuff. You don't know who these people are and they don't know who you are. And, you know, there's still people out there and there has been a history of not so nice things happening to people at Dragon Con. So just, you know, be prepared. And, you know, don't go in like, everything is great. Everything's glassy and wonderful. It's, you know, you got, as a parent, especially, take, you know, protect yourselves. Yeah. And be and smart. I will say. Yeah. The best piece of advice, I think, is like, you're still in the world. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't handle it any differently than you would. Yeah. Like yeah. visiting a new city. It's a, it's a, I think we've gotten a bit naive out here. Um it's just a different kind of feel. We're living in a rural area, and um, I think sometimes we forget what it's like out in the, the big wide world. Yeah, <laughs> this <laughs> exactly. is anti-rural. Oh, yeah. It is is very much an integrated, multiracial, multicultural city. So, um, yeah, you have you have to treat it as you know it's like New York or San Francisco or L.A. or or any of those crazy you know, huge cities with that huge presence. There's always that that element. group of people who are trying to take advantage of other people. So you just have to exactly. But don't, don't forget to have a good time yourself too. Surrounding. Um, they, oh, totally. Yes, totally. please. Um, the, um, it's Jesus. interesting you mentioned that word too, because I do know that uh, Dragon Con is taking uh, safety very seriously this year. Um, so uh, in fact, I believe that they've renamed all of their security stops, safety stops. So, uh, they uh, they're they're really <laughs> doubling down on on making sure that this convention is safe for all the attendees. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And there will be you know there's security inside the <laughs> hotels, but you also have undercover people too. So there's somebody who's going to always be around if you need any kind of help. Well, great. So, uh- yeah, uh, thanks, guys. I, that This is all really good information. I'm even more excited, probably going to shut up even less uh, than before. It's not too far away now. Well, thank you for joining. Thank yeah. you for reminding us there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just go back and listen yeah. to all of the other episodes. <laughs> That'll give you something to do in the meantime, right? If you're not sick of Dragon Con by the time you get to Dragon Con after listening to all of that, then you're then Dragon Con is really the convention for you. Well, like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, the Dragon Con report is now its own feed up on all your favorite media players, so you can actually go back and listen almost back to 2014 episodes. Ooh. We were all babies then. Exactly. We're so young and virginal. Uh, yes. Ah! Except, for, except for Darren. All right. <laughs> Speak for yourself there, Gordon. Yeah. But it, it, it is a great online community too. So now that you still do have several months, again, I'll just reinforce uh, whether it's the newbies group that we have or any of the other pages or groups for the different tracks or even the official Dragon Con group that has tens of thousands of people in it. Even if you just join to, to lurk. You can learn a lot by seeing the conversations and topics that come up as well. So I, 
I think for someone like you that is very engaged and very curious now on this, you'll find uh, it's a great learning tool uh, for you. They, they ask questions in the newbie group that we couldn't even think of asking or such. So <laughs> right. pretty awesome. Absolutely. Well, the newbie group is good for all folks. Uh, even if you're been to the convention like me for over two decades, it's still, I still learn new things. So uh, I, I definitely encourage that as well. And speaking of which, Kevin, that's your opening. Uh, tell people how they can find the newbie group and get more information about uh, all things Dragon Con. Sure. Uh, to make it simple, if you go to dragonconnewbies.org, we have a very simple website set up there that has a link to our Facebook group, as I've been mentioning, where all questions are welcome. But we all also have links to resources for lots of other things for newbies, including uh, the podcast that you folks do here and several other podcasts that are con-focused and videos and cosplay example videos. So there's lots of great stuff there that folks can uh, you know, take a look at and learn some more. And then, as we said, at the con, we'll be doing walking tours on Thursday afternoon. And then we'll do open Q&A panels um, very early Thursday evening and first thing Friday morning. Anybody's welcome to come and just ask questions. Uh, we'll have several experienced con goers there to try to help out. I mean, because this is, we all that have been going love to pay it forward. I, remember, I still remember my very first year when I came, I didn't know a soul. And I literally within an hour had someone, a couple of people come up to me and said, can I help you? Because they could see in my eyes that I was just like a deer in the headlights. He was horrified. <laughs> but that's the community. It's very much a welcoming community, and, and we're just paying it forward because it's such a great uh, group of people to be around. So, yeah, reach out. There's lots of resources out there that can help uh, leading right up to the con. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us, Kevin. It's good to talk to you uh, this year. Oh, absolutely. Always, I always a lot of fun talking. Absolutely. And, and Elisa, thank you so much for reaching out and uh, for participating in our little podcast. It's been great to talk to you. Well, thanks so much for having me on. And uh, if you need further assistance, in addition to the newbie group, feel free to reach out to us. We, we especially, um, you know, maybe we can do a follow-up afterwards to find out exactly uh, how, what your experience is, what, what your experience that was. That actually would into. be awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would be that would be really fun. So if we if we live to tell the tale, um, we'll be. They, they call it riding the dragon for a reason. So. <laughs> oh, now I'm even more excited. And uh, and certainly we hope to see you at the con. And now joining us on the station is Sybil from White Knight Cosplay. Sybil, welcome to the station. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited to get a chance to talk to you guys. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I um, admire your cosplay, um, and I uh, just wanted to. I'm glad you're here to talk all about it. How long have you been, uh, you know, engaging in cosplay or costumes? Um, well, I started actually in theater costumes decades ago, <laughs> and then I transferred that into cosplay about five or six years ago. Gotcha, gotcha. That it seems like a easy transition, maybe. It is. Um, it, there's definitely some differences. Um, with theater, you have, you know, a, like a 30-foot distance, so the costumes don't have to be as detailed or as, um, you know, precise. And cosplay people are up real close. <laughs> so it's a, to- a little bit of a different world that way. So my detailing has gotten much better. <laughs> gotcha. Yes, real close and photographed for the world to see over and over again, Exactly. Right? Exactly, yeah. Yep. Plus, I would imagine they have to endure, uh, they have to endure like the, 
the uh, uh, perils of being at a convention, which is not EOE. Yes. Yes. And that does put a lot of wear and tear on stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, also, you know, learning to maneuver in them and things like that with the, with the nature of a lot of cosplay costumes is they look great on paper, but figuring out the, the ins and outs of how to make it actually function um, um, and be able to move in and things like that are a whole nother aspect of it, which has been fun to, to navigate through. So you make all your own costumes. Is that true? Or I do. Okay. I do, yep. And, uh, and we actually are a cosplay family. So I do all my kids and my husband as well. So yes, it's a, it's a big have, production time here. <laughs> I have seen the, the family at it and yes, it's pretty awesome. Um, so, uh, what do you, do you specialize in any sort of fandom in particular? No, I'm pretty across the board. Um, I'm, I've done a little anime. That's not my strong point by any means. Um, it's not a fandom that I'm huge on. Um, but yeah, otherwise I'm pretty much everything, Disney, Star Wars, superheroes, you know, the whole gamut. So Mm -hmm. yeah, if it's, if it's colorful and interesting, I'll probably make it. (laughs) (laughs) Is, Is that what attracts you is the design or do you like to put your own spin on things or, or how do you sort of approach? Yeah, it's a little, everyone's a little bit different. Um, I, one of the, one of the things that really catches my eyes, there's a new skill I have to attain to do that costume. Um, but for some costumes, I love the vibrancy of the colors, like, um, Daphne from, uh, Scooby-Doo. I love the, the colors they put together. And so I had to do it cause it was just, it was a fun colored one. Um, other times it, sometimes I'll pick a character because I like a characteristic within that person that I feel might be fun to embrace. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where the superheroes kind of first came in was this empowerment of, you know, I can be a hero with a cape and save the day, you know? Um, so that was, you know, the motivator for that. Um, other ones are d- the pure evilness of the character is sort of draw to me, you know? So it really, it kind of depends on my mood at the time. Or like I said, if there's a new, a new skill I want to attain, um, the first time I worked with leather was because I wanted to do a Xena character, um, in her costumes, all leather. And I had to figure out how to do leather. So, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it really for me, it's you know, I'm kind of all over the map as far as what's going to draw my attention on a costume. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was going to ask you about that too because I see, you know, I've I've seen you uh, obviously most recently uh, in South Carolina as Captain Marvel, uh, mm-hmm. and yep. um, also I know that uh, you know um, I've seen you know pictures or images of you in various hero costumes, but of course. I, I think I've also seen you um, at uh, at events uh, as Missy, and mm-hmm. yep. uh, is uh, as um, is it? Uh, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this. I think is it Maleficent? Is that right? Did Maleficent. You? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. She's one of my favorite ones to do. Yeah. Um, and she so, was a, she was a great one because she's just her backstory is so fantastic. Uh, you know, Disney did an incredible job on the live action. Um, and then there was a lot of really detailed pieces that I had to learn how to sculpt and things like that. So that was you know, a lot of the draw for her. Yeah. So that led me to ask, like, you know, wonder if it, it, you, it's the villain or hero more appealing. You know, I've been asked that a lot. <laughs> I don't know that I have a good answer for that. Well, um, which do you find? With the hero's work I do. Obviously I love the superhero stuff, but I have really learned to, to uh, enjoy being the villain as well. So okay. uh, I'll, I'll probably always have a, kind of half and half in my costume room. Now, do you find that, that that people will respond more to one than the other? Um, I find the little kids love the heroes. Um, and then if it's a hero that someone was really, you know, grew up with it for their childhood character or whatever, they'll, they'll be drawn to it. But a lot of the adults really love the villains. So that's yeah. where a lot of the split is, I think. Okay, I see. I see. Um, 
Are there, how do you sort of plan for, uh, there's, do you have a certain agenda of, I need to make X many costumes, uh, a certain a year or for certain events or how does, how does your costuming schedule go? Um, my, it kind of fits, I do a lot of commission work and so it sort of has to fit between all that. Um, but what tends to drive my costuming is my children. They bring me drawings and reference pictures and stacks of requests. So (laughs) a lot of times that's, that's my big motivators. They're like, come on, mom, get this going. We got, we got, you know, stuff we need doing. Um, and I'll, I'll try to bring at least one new piece to each convention that I go to. Um, so I won't necessarily have done both, both days of a convention or multiple days of a convention with all brand new stuff, but I'll try to have one new item for each convention if I can pull it off. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, uh, since we are here uh, at the, on the Dragon Con report, uh, I have to mm-hmm. ask about uh, your Dragon Con experience. So when was your first uh, <laughs> Dragon Con? The uh, first one I went to was, I think, three years ago. Okay. Two or three years ago. Uh, and I, it was actually a really funny experience. Um, we have a lot of tales from that one. <laughs> it was kind of a disaster, honestly. <laughs> so we had a good time, but it was kind of a, a comedy of errors throughout the whole, week, the whole weekend. Um, we learned a lot of what not to do. I have lots of advice on what not to do. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Good. You know what? Yeah, that's, so, a, that's awesome. I, I'm, I'm curious to, to hear what some of that might be. Yeah, not, not to hit the negative because I'm usually a pretty positive person, but I did learn, and, you know, as often life is, you learn what not to do by doing it, uh, doing it wrong. So uh, we learned all the ways to not do Dragon Con that first trip. So <laughs> um, we have since been guided and told better ways to do it. But, um, our, we, we actually went, we decided we we're going to go just for a day to try it out because we'd never been there before. And um, that was probably the first mistake. <laughs> it's just going for one day. There's just not enough time to do it. And if you have some hitches like we did, you, you run out of a lot of, a lot of trip time. Um, but we decided to go on Saturday, which when we showed up, it was right when the parade started. Mm-hmm. So anywhere we tried to go was almost impossibility. So, you know, you're, you're doing that little, you know, two inch steps that you're taking, trying to get through the crowd. Um, and then we had no idea where to go to get our tickets because we had not bought them online. We had not got them in advance. It was kind of a, a impulsive trip. And so we we had told we're told that they, it goes on at you know all the five hotels. So we assumed you could get tickets to each of the hotels, which is wrong. <laughs> and so we went to the first hotel, which said no, no, you don't get them here. You get at the next hotel. We went to that hotel, and they said no, no, not here. You go to this hotel. <laughs> so wow. we ended up going to all of the hotels before we got to the last one. And this is, of course, during the parade, so we're not going anywhere. So it was like three hours before we actually got to the ticket line. <laughs> then you're in the ticket line for another hour and a half. So anyway, it was, it was kind of a funny beginning to it. Um, so by the time we had our tickets, I was a, and I had worn an, a terribly uncomfortable costume for this amount of walking. Um, and so my first tip of advice is think comfort first. <laughs> so, so this is a huge convention, and so you're doing a lot of walking. So four-inch heels, not the way to go. Um, unless you, you know, unless you know exactly where you're going to, and you know, it's a planned, planned event that you want to show up in this costume for, I would highly recommend during the day to have comfort in your costumes, if you don't wear costumes. Um, and then I would totally recommend having a tour guide <laughs> or at least someone who's had some experience there. Uh, we, we spent a lot of time just having no idea what we're doing or where we're going. Um, and I highly recommend the Dragon Con app as far as a, a good way to, you know, kind of map out what you're doing and know what events and what speakers are happening at what time. So that that definitely would happen would help, would help a lot. Um, but yeah, so we had we had a great time. Uh, but the first couple hours were a little <laughs> a little bit of a learning experience. So and order yeah. your tickets ahead of time. 
that would be the other thing. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it's 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 there are all things that we uh, proactively uh, try to try to try to suggest to people uh, before mm-hmm. uh, they go. And uh, and yes, well, I hope you were still able to have a good time. Oh, it was it was a phenomenal con- you know convention. It was it's it's overwhelming, especially for the first first go around. I mean, just walking into the the celebrity hall, you're just in you know kind of shock for a little while. Um, but I mean, it was a fantastic time. We had, we met some great people, had a good time with it, but, uh, we, we definitely would have gotten to do more had we had a better sense of what we were doing that first time. Now, uh, so the first time seeing it in person, obviously the reputation probably preceded it, but seeing Mm -hmm. it in person, were you surprised, impressed, uh, by the, uh, amount of cosplay and, and the level? Oh, the cosplays were incredible. I mean, I, I, I have to say my entire the the best word to describe the whole thing was just awe. You know, it, it was it was so many people in so many costumes, and and the elaborateness of them was was just awe inspiring. And um, you know, we were it, it's it's like I said, it's it's unlike any other convention. It's huge. It's got a little bit of everything. Um, but yeah, the the costuming was incredible to watch. So, so when uh, I return, I really like a chance to see the costume contest to really get up close with some of these. Um, you know, creations. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. The, um, and there's many, uh, different contests. I think a lot of tracks have their own contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course the main masquerade one is, is huge. Um, yeah. but, yeah. uh, um, now, um, now I understand is that, is it the only time that you've been so far? It is. Yeah. We're planning on going this year. Uh, we okay. had a couple of scheduling things that kept coming up and we haven't been able to return. So this year uh, we're planning on going back. So excellent. Uh, hopefully excellent. with a better plan. <laughs> yeah. Well, good timing. And look, you know, uh, you know, we try to help. So if there's any questions that you have beforehand, uh, feel free to let us know because uh, we would be more than happy to uh, help assist with any other issues that you may uh, be going into or questions that you may have. Um, no, but as far you. as uh, now, you see, you mentioned you do commission work. Do you do um, actually costumes for uh, other people who may or may not be going to Dragon Con? Um, I do actually. Yeah. Um, this, this is my busy season. Once the con season starts up, it gets pretty crazy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've actually made a couple costumes for people who've actually won some costumes contests, which is pretty exciting. That is really cool. Um, anything like anything yeah. that we would have recognized or, uh, one was a teenage mutant Ninja turtle foot soldier. Um, and I cannot remember which convention it was. It was out West. Um, and I was one of the one I blanked on which one it was. It was a while back. It was back when I first started. So, okay. um, but yeah, it's been it's been a uh, been kind of a neat journey to to get to help other people explore their world, the uh, cosplay world, a little bit more. Now, is your uh, are you oh, is, uh, like up until uh, the convention? Are you open for more con- uh, commissions at this time, or are you pretty full? I am. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no. I I keep them pretty steady up until um you know until the fall, and then that's when Halloween kicks up. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. If you need a Halloween costume, let me know early. <laughs> <laughs> um, the twenty seventh well, of, of October is too late. <laughs> so. Well, very cool. We definitely want to put your information out there then for folks that uh, that hey, are well, looking you. to. Uh, to enhance their their cosplay a little bit, as well as uh, I wanted to talk to you about another a group that you uh, are with, the uh, Neighborhood Superheroes. Is that what it's called, or is it got another? Yeah, it's it's called Your Friendly Neighborhood Superheroes. Okay, and tell us a little yeah, bit about yeah. that. It's a bit of a mouthful, but <laughs> sure, sure. Um, well, I actually I worked on a superhero team down in Georgia for a number of years, um, sort of mentoring and, and getting a handle for this. And my goal was to bring it up to my community. And so last August, we uh, launched our own team, 
um, and we do hospital visits, um, community events, fundraisers, um, kind of birthday parties, the whole gamut. Uh, but we're a volunteer team, and we have 11 members on the team now. And uh, we it's been it's been incredible. Um, we actually have some some children on the team. My kids and a couple um, other kids um, families that are involved in the t- in the team. Um, and it's been a really neat uh, aspect. I wasn't sure having younger kids, they're not really young, you know, the youngest one is 11. Um, but I didn't know how having children on the team would play. And it has been a fantastic thing because they can really connect to those kids that are a little more fearful of the big superheroes. Mm-hmm. And um, they can kind of, you know, pull them aside and, and get that connection so that they're more willing to come and meet the, you know, the, the bigger, scarier superheroes. Um, so that's been kind of a neat twist that we have um, having the children on the team. That's so, and then they're in training, so they'll still, uh, you know, grow up and get to be the heroes later. <laughs> heroes in training. Not, yep. don't call them sidekicks, right? Well, ironically, one of them is Robin. So, yeah. <laughs> 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 well, that sounds, it sounds very, very cool. Um, and a very, uh, obviously, with the, the work that you do with the volunteer work and the hospital work must just be so rewarding. It is. Um, we've actually, we visit Shriners once a month, and uh, that has just been an incredible uh, experience to get to to be a part of what they do there. Um, and then we've gotten a chance, we do um, hero training as well. We teach kids how to be a, a hero on a daily basis. And uh, that's been a real successful program as well. So we're hoping to launch that into schools in this next school year. Awesome. Okay. So where can people go to find out more about you, more about uh, Friendly Neighborhood Superheroes, more about what you're doing? Uh, well, my, my uh, business page is White Knight Cosplay, and that's both on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and then our, your friendly neighborhood superheroes on Facebook and neighborhood superheroes, uh, I think it's neighborhood underscore superheroes on Instagram. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, you can keep updated with all the stuff we're doing. Yeah. And is there, are there any events happening between now and Dragon Con that we should look for you at? Um, Heroes Con is one of my favorites and it's our, it's our pilgrimage every year we go up to, um, it actually was our first con. Um, and so we got, we've been going up there for years. Uh, so well, that's the next one I'll be at. Okay. Should we look for any characters in particular? I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've got a couple in the works. We'll see which one gets done in time. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Potentially, potentially, how all will be done in time. All right. So, well, uh, stay tuned. Keep an right? eye for that one, potentially. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us. It was it was cool to to get to know you, and hopefully we'll see you at DragonCon this year. All right. That sounds great. Well, thank you guys so much. Absolutely. And so we draw a close to our fourth episode of the 2019 Dragon Con Con Report. I think that's uh, we're at the halfway point in terms of our episodes, if that puts anything in perspective for you. Uh, big thanks to everyone for joining us on this episode, including Sybil from White Knight Cosplay, Kevin Batchelder, and Alisa for spending some time and asking us some questions, hanging out. Uh, can't wait. to. I hope we do get to see her at DragonCon because uh, uh, it sounds like she's in for uh, an adventure. So I can't wait to see when what she's like, her and the family, when they're in the middle of it. Uh, but, uh, also big thanks to our station crew here. Uh, thank you, Mary, for joining us this month. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Anything you want to plug? Oh, um, not too much. I'm uh, doing some streaming on Twitch, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays at seven o'clock central time. Um, except of course, when we're doing podcast recording, then 
I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that, that's that's been fun. Um, otherwise, Twitter and Instagram at Mary Lou Blog. Awesome. Thank you, Darren. Oh, you're welcome anytime, gents and lady. I, I almost am afraid to ask, but is there anything you want to plug? <laughs> Keep it PG-13. Legion of Substitute Podcasters. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, and thank you, Director Faber, for which none of this would be possible. It's always my pleasure. You know, it's kind of scary. I was just thinking about this. As of this week, there are just after this episode of the DragonCon Report, there's only four episodes left until Dragon Cod. And also in our time that we're talking to you right now, there's only four episodes left of Game of Thrones. That's kind they're of They're going to finish first. Probably. Yeah, I think they're going to win that race. But we'll be drunker, so it'll be okay. <laughs> we might have the same number of cast members. When I was going to say, we, we probably won't have the same number of deaths that they will. At least I hope not. Oh, Lord, but, I hope not. Yeah, we, we, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't know. Um, we they have more dragons though. That's true. They do have three. We have one. Yeah. So what? Okay. Um, <laughs> we try to cover all we can with these podcasts, but to keep up with the latest news, please check out the official DragonCon website. Their social media outlets. Uh, there you have a great Facebook page. In fact, I know that there's already one more guest announcement that we did not mention here. That's already posted there. Uh, all the tracks are active on Facebook as well as various social media. So so reach out. And I know they're all they're still looking for volunteers across the board. So it's not too late to get involved. Uh, you can also get involved with the discussion from with us. We can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Stitcher, uh, lots of other places, right, Mike? Am I missing some stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Wherever you can find find podcasts now, you can find the Dragon Con, Con Report. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're, we're not on some not-so-reputable sites, too. You know, <laughs> we're not proud. We admit it. But, yeah, we can literally – we are can be found almost anywhere – uh, and we're working on getting to those places that you can't find us yet. And if you can think of anyone out there, if you're like, hey, why aren't you on this site or this? Please let us know because we will do our best to get up there. Absolutely. You know, we're working on iHeartRadio right now. We're working on uh, what's the Pandora. So, you know, those are the next two ones we're trying to get up on. So awesome. we are, you know, we're trying to get out there and, you know, thank you everybody for listening. Our numbers this season have been great so far. And, you know, it's just word of mouth, tell everybody about us, you know, and that's how everybody finds out about us. Um, you know, while I'm talking, I might as well go out, um, you know, promote the Patreon one more time. And that's how another way we can get out there is if you could help support us, you know, don't want to sound too NPR ish, but you know, we, you know, definitely survived by you guys if you guys can you know throw a couple shekels our way for as little as 25 cents a week you could help support the shows of the eso network and as a little bit of a thank you right now i want to thank everybody who has been supporting to us and we don't have big numbers right yet folks don't think that you know we're breaking in all these tons and tons of money we're not i'm going to be the first one to admit it to you guys you know we have some great people who have been supporting us so i want to thank of course and if i mispronounce your name take a shot so this counts folks Uh oh! <laughs> oh, <laughs> everybody thought oh we're home free nope nope uh favors revenge is here no <laughs> <laughs> 
So let us. It's th- a drunken kind of revenge. Though. Exactly. So it's, okay. it's, a, it's a good revenge. All right. So we have Lydia Countrydell. Uh, we have Mark Heffernan and Jerry Chandler. We have Dave Slaughter, Chris Jones. We have William Foote. We have Jill Sanders, Wayne Garmel, Bob Matthews, Rob McIntyre, Jacob Haller, and Mary Ogle. We have Bill Lemon. We have Reggie Holiday. Ashley Pro 3D Studios, Stephen Murphy, and Brian S. Thank you, everybody, for, you know, just supporting us. And you can get your name right up here, too. And like I mentioned earlier in the show, we're going to have some pretty amazing rewards coming your way now. So it's all worth it. And not just that, but you get get early access to these shows before the rest of the world. So you can, you know, do shots with, you know, with yourself before and be totally floored by the time the rest of the world could get these. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You could just go to patreon.com slash ESO network. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All of the people out there who are supporting us. We, we, we love you. We want you to be part of the station. So feel free to reach out to us. Uh, again, uh, we have a feedback line, 404-963-9057. And you can email us at dragonconreport at esonetwork.com. Thanks you know, for listening. I'm going to say something real quick, Mike. Okay. Why not throw in a reward if you become a $10 level member? You could sit and join us here for an episode of the Dragon Con Report. Boom. He just laid down the gauntlet, people. Come on. That's my goal for you guys. So there you go. Awesome. Awesome. Let us know. And thanks for listening. I'm your host, Mike Gordon. It has been my pleasure. We'll see you at the con. If you want to take a picture, get consent. If you want to take a picture, get consent. If you want to take a picture, they're a person, not a fixture. If you want to take a picture, get consent. And if you want to touch their cosplay, get consent. If you want to touch their cosplay, get consent. If you want to touch their cosplay and don't want to cause them dismay. If you want to touch their cosplay, get consent. And if you want a big embrace, get consent. If you want a big embrace, get consent. If you want a big embrace, there's a way to close the space. If you want a big embrace, get consent. And if they still say no, back away. If they still say no, that's okay. If they decline your advance, it's their body, not your chance. If they still say no, just go away. Yes, yes, hello. Let's talk about the Flopcast. Every week we give podcast listeners a chance to come and join us in Chicken Town. Where we talk about Saturday morning cartoons, comics and science fiction conventions, music and concert reports, 70s and 80s pop culture, and for no good reason, chickens. Boy, we're weird. Oh, we are ridiculous. We're proud members of the ESO Network, and you can find us at Flopcast.net. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the TeePublic store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Geek.